Hey, you know what? Here, you take my credits. Buy yourself a drink. Uh, is that a bounty puck? Is that me? Look, uh, there must be some mistake. I can get you more credits. I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. Once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 204th Mandolicious episode of Mandovision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out and supporting this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We are so happy to have you as a member of Buckethead Nation. Hey, reach out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. This is sort of a uh, roundup episode, kind of like checking in on the state of Star Wars. You know, we had our good friend Reagan on just a few weeks back to, to kind of talk about all the news from the Star Wars celebration in London. But now that the season of The Mandalorian has wrapped up, I felt it was appropriate to, do, to, to bring Reagan back. We, we did this for Boba Fett, and I think we did this for season two of The Mandalorian. I'll have to check my notes on that. But yeah, like let's kind of like get together with the Star Wars buddy and talk about the season, like the highs and lows, like where it didn't work, where it did work, the high, you know, the successes, the swings, the misses, all the stuff in the middle and 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 kind of just put a bow on on the end of season 3 of The Mandalorian. And uh, there might be a few other tidbits to talk about too because uh, th- there's uh, a, a certain story making its way through the internet right now that uh does affect our bucket-headed friends uh, in, 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 in Man- on Mandalore, in Sundari, however you want to say it, however you want to look at it. But we're, yeah, we're going we're gonna to have the conversation. Uh, and, then, and then after this, after this episode, we are getting busy with like the final, what is it, four, five, six, seven episodes of season five of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And they are bananas intense. They are, ooh, ooh, so good. And I can't wait to start sharing those with you guys. I'm also trying to work a little bit ahead. I'm, I'm recording those, those Star Wars The Clone Wars episodes uh, a bit in advance. 
uh, because I have uh, a, a you know how it is. You know, sometimes your work life interferes with your podcast life, and and my work schedule will be changing uh, in in a few weeks. So while I sort of have to transition to a new schedule at at work, I want to make sure that the podcast isn't interrupted um, and needlessly. So I'm I'm getting a few episodes banked up and ready to go. Uh, I think I maybe mentioned it before. I'm not quite sure how this will affect our Ahsoka coverage, but there will be Ahsoka coverage in August when when that show debuts. So don't worry about that. We're just going to work a little bit ahead. I want to have some episodes banked up so that there's there's no hiccups in the proceedings. <laughs> and and again, like these seven episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, intense and totally worth it. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's let's link up with our good friend Reagan from the Come On It's Still Good podcast. Be sure you're checking them out. It's always entertaining. And not just because I know those guys. <laughs> it's a good podcast, and they talk about movies uh, in, in a very uh, um, um, unique manner. And I think you all will find it endlessly entertaining. It's like sitting down with your buddies and just talking about movies and why or why they are not that darn good. <laughs> so uh, let's link up with Reagan right now. But you know what you have to do first. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. You expected to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers. This is the way. All right, joining us once again via the power of the internet and Skype, our good friend Reagan from the Come On, It's Still Good podcast. How you doing, buddy? Oh, greetings, programs. <laughs> I'm good, bud. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I was really uh, kind of intrigued, you know, something for our, our, our Star Wars friends out there in the podcasting world to know uh, uh, what you just recorded about the island. You and McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. That's right. We're crossing the streams, baby. We did cross the streams. We did. I mean, that episode is not going to be out for two weeks, but don't worry. Build the you guys just got a little inside scoop right there. <laughs> hey, Star Wars fans will follow you into the island, no doubt. That's true. I mean. And also had Dr. Flox in it from Star Trek Enterprise. And Scarlett Johansson, correct? Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. It's a big cast. All uh, the Michael Bay favorites. Hinsu, um, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. The legend. Who hasn't been in Star Wars yet, surprisingly. Like the only guy from Britain who hasn't. Are you sure he wasn't in the background of one of those, like, uh, the ships that came in with Lando? <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. And immediately immediately exploded. You're like, oh, Sean Bean was in that one. I have no, you know, and I have no idea who they're putting in Stormtrooper armor these days. They, they always tell you after. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. Well, that's I mean, that's for... why people were mad at Lizzo. She wasn't in Stormtrooper armor. So they're like, hmm. And Jack Black. Like, we, we, can, we can talk about that. We can get into, yeah. into and that. People got real mad people about got it. real mad. Real, real mad. How <laughs> dare they put famous people on Star Wars? Well, I mean, that's why you're here today. We're here to, to, to hit our, our big review. We did this. I know we did this for Boba Fett. I can't remember if we did this for season two of The Mandalorian or not. I mean, we geeked out and texted about it constantly <laughs> for like six months. Yeah, that's. I mean, how many times did we watch, you know, Luke Skywalker just crush dark troopers? I mean, we watched those clips endlessly. So much. <laughs> my wife did come and take a tablet out of my hands and said, stop watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you don't know me. Like, give me a, that back. That's a peek behind the curtain right there. Holy. I know. Oh I was watching it too much. And I, <laughs> I kept trying to explain to her, well, Luke Skywalker. And she's, I don't care. And we just keep moving on. And, you know. It happens. 
Well, so like broad strokes for this season of the, of the Mandalorian, how do you feel about it overall? As, as a fan, as an enthusiast, as, as a member of Buckethead Nation? All of them. Uh, I love anything that has to do with Mandalorians. Amen. We got several little Grand Admiral Thrawn little tidbits. Not enough for me, but <laughs> just enough. I, th- I don't know why people are so hard on this season. <laughs> like online, the online community. The online community in particular was was pretty vocal for sure. And I, I must have thicker skin when it comes to Star Wars because of just the, the general EU. Where I, I've seen or I've read terrible stories <laughs> and this is not that there's no no like nothing felt like a side quest it felt the entire story was building to, to where we ended up right and i never thought the stakes would be as high as the end of season two they brought luke skywalker back at the end of season two it, it, where 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 would you go yeah that's I mean, higher than that Skipping to the end here, but yeah, I mean, it, it. I'm glad they didn't try to top that because I, yeah. I don't think they could have. It would have been impossible. So I'm glad they didn't even, they didn't even go to, to attempt to do it. But, I mean, Han Solo, Lando Calrissian showing up and just like <laughs> high-fiving into a star wipe? I don't know. Star wipe. There were, some, there were several good star wipes in that season finale, actually. Not star wipes, but like just Yeah, they, the, they, the cutaways. Yeah. Uh, you know, very, very reminiscent of, of the way Lucas would do things. I, I, I sort of wondered if, if maybe, and again, I don't want to speculate on the state of the internet necessarily because God knows what those lunatics are, are thinking. But I, I wonder if people just didn't like that there wasn't a, a sort of like through line like there was for season yeah. two where it was like protect the child. Now we get find a Jedi for the, to protect the child, you know, deliver him to a Jedi. And all these things that we, we sort of knew what our, our quest was for the season. And mm-hmm. I feel like they laid that out pretty – I mean, I feel like they laid it out. Like, this season was going to be all about retaking Mandalore. But I guess they didn't capture yeah. the hearts and minds of people the way they, they maybe Grogu did in seasons one and two. I could I could see that. It's also how do they recapture Mandalore. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine. They just basically kind of show up and it's broken, except for giant monsters. Yeah, like uh, what did it? What did and Bo one imperial say? base that's just been chilling. Just been chilling. Yeah, what did Bo, Bo said? What did, like the bombing, like awoken several dormant species or whatever that were beneath the surface of the planet for a long time. So, yeah. Also, those the three Mandalorians that are just like on their pirate ship, land ship. They couldn't have been like you know we've still seen the Empire around here. <laughs> I wish they had given those guys names. Like you still look them up and they're like Mandalorian captain, and you're like. That's Charles Parnell. He's like a movie actor. He's been in things. Why can't he have nope. a name? <laughs> I know he can't get a cool Mandalorian name. Dang, what the heck? There's like a. I'm sure there's like a Mandalorian name generator they, they could have used on the internet. If they didn't I'm want sure there's several. <laughs> Look, John Favreau's busy. He doesn't have time to name all the little things out there of characters who are going to speak. I, I suspect there's someone at Lucasfilm that could do that for him if he wanted. <laughs> He's not going to relinquish control. Too, as I say, too controlling, right? He's not yeah. the ultimate fighting champion, but he's he is the controlling champion of Mandalore. Yeah. Then he has to keep going until he's the champion of Mandalore. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what about the criticisms there, there, of which there were many? Yeah, but but let's let's kind of focus on on one in particular right now, where the, where this season sort of got knocked as as 
Din Djarin and Grogu sort of became secondary characters in what a lot of people have sort of termed like, well, I should say a lot of people. I don't know if I've seen it out there, but the book of Bo-Katan basically is what they want to call this season, right? <laughs> do you, how do you, do you, I mean, do you agree with that assessment? I feel like that's no. off, off base. I mean, if Din actually wanted to lead the Mandalorians, he probably could have. Except everything we know about him, he has no desire for that. And he likes Bo, so he's trying to... Hold on a second. Hey, man! <laughs> Dogs, am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. He's been so good all day. I'm sorry, I thought I was muted when I'm clapping, so hopefully Tom will take that out or not. Nope. That's my bet. Nope. He just, <laughs> he just gave me the no, ladies and gentlemen, so... That, that was me talking to my good, good boys, who are not good boys right now, who are destroying a very expensive couch. <laughs> so, Bo-Katan, go get back Bo-Katan. to your, your show. I, I forgot what we were talking about completely. Bo-Katan stealing the show, basically. It's the book of Bo-Katan this season. She has a great story. I like Katie Stackhoff, so of course I'm on board with it. Yeah. I would have liked to see uh, Mercedes, I forget her new name. I'm really trying to use her new wrestling name, and I can't. Is she going the by former her? Former Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah. So she's going by her, her she, real she's name. She's no longer Sasha Banks. Okay. She's Mercedes Mello, Mello, something. I can't think of it. Monet, right. Monet. Mercedes Monet or something like that. <laughs> she wrestles in Japan. I don't get to see it. So Wait, she's in Japan wrestling now? Yeah. What? She's they not a WWE a superstar? Hmm? She's not a WWE superstar anymore? No, she left in quite a huff about a year and a year and a half ago. Oh. I, she didn't text me. Around the so time she was filming The Mandalorian, she magically disappeared off of TV. Wait, it's... Well, on The, on the Mandalorian, she's listed as Mercedes Vernado. That's her true name. That's her, her true name. real name. But her, her true name. name is... What a weird way to say it. That is her actual name. <laughs> But she has another character. I was just trying not to use her uh, WWE name that she doesn't use anymore. Oh, okay. I'm right. a nerd. <laughs> Check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, if you're going to tell a story, you know, if you're going to pick up the threads of the Mandalore storyline from the Clone Wars, from what you showed me, me in Rebels, I mean, Bo-Katan has to be part of that story. You know, when we leave Rebels, yes. she has the Darksaber, and, like, they're going to fight. And then the show ends, and the Empire starts, and we're like, we're like, wait, what's happening? Or not the Empire starts, but, you, you yeah. know, I mean, we move into the movie timeline. But we don't know what happens to Mandalore during that period. So, like, there's a, a million questions. So, if you're going to have Din, who is the Mandalorian, <laughs> cross past Bo-Katan and get wrapped up in all these things, she's got to be on the show. <laughs> I mean... It, 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 to me, it felt really natural. Like I don't understand necessarily all the pushback that people gave this season in in regards I to don't, that. I would just ask, what what den story are they not telling that you want to see? Because he's, he's trying to adopt his kid, which mm-hmm. I guess he hadn't done officially yet. Which I thought was weird. Cause I just assumed Groku was his son already. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I sort of talk. I, I think I talked about that a little bit too. Like, yeah. I, I, oh, did none of us think that was official before? Well, doesn't Ahsoka call him your father or say your son oh, or something? Yeah, yeah they've said. I mean, yeah, it, I think specifically in 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 those two episodes of uh, Book of Boba Fett when they take over, 
you know, I think Ahsoka drops that one on 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 him pretty hardly. And he, it's not like he refutes it. Like, oh no no no, he's just my my protege, my my apprentice or whatever. You know, my foundling or yeah. No, they, they they use that term several different times, so it's a little confusing. I, and again, I'm I'm not going to ever advocate that John Favreau is like the world's finest screenwriter, but it, it is. There are some inconsistencies, so I understand why people are a little upset about small things. But like yeah. this, this sort of like broadside attack against the show as a whole, I I show, don't understand. I don't understand. The show's always been this. It's always been like, yeah. let's do these missions, let's do these quests, and it sort of progresses us to where we're going to end. Yeah, this we start. He has to bathe in the purifying waters of Mandalore. Right. And he gets that done. And what, what's the next? Is it to go to Bo and to unite the clans? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's eventually what happens. I mean, but. Oh, no, Bo takes him there to. That's how. I was trying to just re remember the, how he linked up with Bo in the beginning when she's just like he wanted, chilling he in wanted... her awesome, lonely castle. <laughs> yeah, he wanted her help at first. Um. <laughs> And, and, you know, I like that this season pulled back the lens on the Star Wars galaxy in this period, and we're seeing more of what's going on with the New Republic, the, the sort of new government taking over the, the, the remnants of the Empire. I, I liked pulling back and seeing more of these things. But again, it seemed to be something, something that people pushed back against as well. And I was like, well, this is like the, sort of the natural evolution of the show, right? If you're going to pull back and focus on Mandalore, you got to figure out the state of Mandalore and the state of the Republic and, and how much of the Empire is involved in these things. Like, they're still around. Yep. Like, Moth has been here since season one. Like, all this... And the, I don't... I guess I'm just frustrated with, with people not liking Understanding. It. <laughs> yeah. This is how you get spinoffs <laughs> and more shows is you do a small little, little taste. Well, again, it was it was fun when when season one and two were in like a very small corner of the Star Wars galaxy, but they they wanted to expand that and, and give us like a larger perspective of what was happening in a post Return of the Jedi galaxy, and I I found it all very interesting. Like the, the, the yeah, I'd like to know more. <laughs> would you like to know more? I would. I mean, that's not this series, but I know. <laughs> but I, but I mean, yeah, you I could mean, beep at me like an R two unit. When 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 the show goes uh i think it's chapter three of this season or uh i'm sorry episode three uh chapter 19 uh the when we go to coruscant and we're with dr Pershing and the amnesty program like all that stuff like yeah i get it like i want to see din and grogu do things too but that is a fascinating episode it is i think the amnesty program needs better vetting (laughs) they were taking way too many people still don't know why that doctor just, like, leaves the former Imperial alone in that room where she can crank the dial all the way to, to, to 11. She's trustworthy. She turned him in. She's not going <laughs> to... She's like She says she brain. wanted to stay with him. Yeah, she's not going to mind flam. It's fine. It's all good. I'm just saying there's got to be more than one question on their questionnaire of, like, are you sorry or whatever it is. Click yes or no. Well, I mean, again, I mean, to kind of, like, underline what you're saying, I mean, that's that's part of the... Part of the problem, right? Like one of, the, one of the flaws of the New Republic, they're not doing a very good job with these things. This new government is awful. <laughs> they just seem like a yeah. bunch of bureaucrats and pencil pushers, not getting anything done. Yeah, like Tim Meadows. Exactly. Let's see Tim Meadows show up. I was like, yes, he's done it. <laughs> he needs the ultimate pencil pusher. He's like, yes. Eh. Well, they're not affiliated. Oh, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. It, 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 yeah, it, it's just sort of it's sort of so it's sort of fun. And, well, I shouldn't say fun. That's not the right word. But it's very interesting to explore this transition, like these 
these heroes of the rebellion now having to be regulated by by the bureaucracy of their of their new government that they wanted to instill install themselves <laughs> that's supposed to be like you know all that freedom and liberty and blah 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 but is isn't doing a very good job of any of it, it seems more corrupt and, and awful than before even less tyranny more yeah. corruption i don't you know i don't know yeah just seems a, a giant mess. And now you understand why Mando in like season one was like, ugh, the New Republic. Yeah, gross. Like you totally get it. You're like, oh, yeah, those guys have nothing together. Yeah. You know, and again, I mean, I, I also sort of like this season. Yeah, I, I have my opinions that I haven't expressed too deeply on the on the podcast, but I'm not the world's biggest fan of the sequel, sequel trilogy. But it, they're planting the seeds of why the Republic ultimately fails and the First Order rises. So – all right, yeah, yeah pay, pay that road for me. That's fine. I'm, I'm here for it. Let's do it. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they have to connect eventually, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, if you want to, like, sow those seeds and, and plant those elements now, like, I'm, I'm a-okay with it. Because, I mean, again, they're not, it's not like they're going to wipe those movies out of existence. So, it, it is, it's something we have to acknowledge and, and accept. And, and maybe fleshing it out with more television shows or more books or things around it. We'll make them. They'll be able to fix the blemishes, and you know, improve upon it. Hopefully, right? Yeah. So I, that was an element of the of the season that I did really. I I enjoyed. It seemed to be something that people pushed up against, but you know, what can you do? Oh, <laughs> one element I wanted to talk to you about this season, and I, I hope it's something that we continue to explore more fully. But I'm nervous now. You know, we know that there's like an end point with the, with this Mandalorian New Republic. Imperial Remnant movie that Dave Filoni is going to helm. So I'm, I'm worried about how many more seasons of The Mandalorian we get. You know, word is that Favreau has one. written one more. Yeah. Let's, let's hope. I, I kind of hope there's more because I feel like there's a lot of territory to, to kind of fill in some gaps for. Spinoff, baby. Well, one of the elements that, that, that we touched on in this season was when Grogu had his flashback to the night of Order 66 at the Jedi mm-hmm. Temple. And, and, we, and we, some of us meet for the first time. Uh, Keller and Beck, played by Ahmad Best, a.k.a. Jar Jar Binks. Awesome. When do we get to spend more time with this? When do we get to see him and Grogu on the run, hiding out on the lamb? Because we still don't know how Grogu, Grogu falls into Moff Gideon's hands. That's a whole that's a whole story right there. Yeah, that, I don't think that's going to be in like, most of season four. You might get another episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's there's so much ground for all of these characters that were that we Star Wars has always sort of danced around, uh, uh, you know. And I get it. You're for a long time. Star Wars was films. You can't go and do Boba Fett's backstory in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's just like a cool mystery guy. And you're like, oh, what's that guy's deal? And now, th- this show does a lot of that too. Where you like, but now the questions are just kind of piling up, and I'm like, I want to know what happened here. I want to know what happened here. You know, I need to know more about what Bo Katan did in XYZ period of her life now to get, to get her to this point before she's lounging in a chair. <laughs> I mean, I mean oh, Bo-Katan's avoidance of talking about her sister is also something that's a little triggering for me. You had a part to play in her death. I get it. But like, you got to talk about these things. You got to get it out. <laughs> well, I want to know who the, the armorer is. I, cause I believe like most of the internet that it's, um, Darth Maul. No, it's not Darth Maul. It's a, it's the other Death Watch, uh, Riz or I can't think something with an R. I'll think about it right after this podcast ends, and then uh, 
punch myself. Well, I mean, the internet likes to think a lot of things. We all, yeah. everyone thought the armor but was, the, was going to be. She also had like horns on her Mandalorian helmet, right? So connected back to, to Maul's faction of the Mandalorian Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, 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 as Star Wars fans, we we do tend to get a little carried away with our with our fan theories, but that's fun. A lot of times it's fun. Yes, I, I love doing it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it keeps like, me going. It, what what are the chances we spend more time with with Keller and Beck and get to explore some of Grogu's uh, adventures with him on the run on the lamb hiding out? What, what I thought because they're they're going back to movies, so that means they're going to start shuttering shows. Kind of feels like they might. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Disney Plus has to have something on. They have to keep putting something there. So, could they do like smaller, like three part, like a three part, three hour thing of just like that's the now I'm at best story, mm-hmm. where you know once a you know once a week for three weeks, like uh, how they used to do mini series okay. on television back in the day. Right, right, right. And you could tell those smaller stories that you don't need to have, you know, big ship battles and stuff in. Something to keep Disney Plus going. They have to have a television, like, new programming. I, I mean, I agree with you. I know I, it's Disney and it's not going anywhere. Right. But, I mean, again, if I'm, you know, dropping 15 bucks a month or whatever the heck the, the fees are up to now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm paying that because I want new Star Wars content. Yeah. I... I I have all the films on on DVDs and Blu-rays. I can watch them whenever I want. I don't need Disney Plus for that. I need Disney Plus for new stuff. So if they're going to start kind of like pinch, pinching pennies and 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 uh, scaling back the, the the output of of actual original series, like what am I? I'm, why why are you going to get my money? You're not. I got all the Avengers mm-hmm. movies too. I'm fine. Like, are they doing a new animated thing now that Bad Batch is ending? I mean, they've only announced they they did announce more Tales of the Jedi and then. Uh, the visions is oh, dropping right. second and then, season on May fourth, but they have but not they like a run, what you know, um, a running story like Clone Wars or not, Bad Batch. not that they've announced yet. I mean, maybe maybe Bad Batch leads into something new afterwards, and they haven't. They're, they're keeping that under wraps for now. I'm I'm not certain. I'm not. Oh, privy. maybe I'm maybe, not privy to that info. Wait. By the way, but they, you weren't on that conference call. <laughs> Sadly, not. I, they cut out the the they cut me out of the loop on that one. <laughs> you brought it up earlier. I feel like we should address it a little bit more heads on. Again, the the internet fervor, fury that that <sighs> Jack Black and Lizzo would have the audacity to show up in the Mandalorian. Uh, it, listen, I if John Favreau called them. you, would you show up on the Mandalorian too? Yeah, yeah, I think I would too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just happens that Jack Black and Lizzo are more famous than us. <laughs> a little, <laughs> and I didn't even mind seeing them. Like I texted you when it happened. I said. Finally, everybody gets to know what it's like to read an, you know, an EU book, because <laughs> that's what that episode was like. It had some some weird stuff going on, but then you also had Mandalorians fighting battle droids, and you're like, "This is awesome." Yeah, I mean, it, I I compared it to like a, a sort of like Mandalorian version of Law and Order because you know yeah, they, like the, yeah, the whole yeah. investigation, you know, and you go you always go back to the guy you first interviewed, and that's the guy who did it. You mean the, you always go back to the most famous actor you interviewed <laughs> on every Law and Order, where you're like, "Well, oh, Christopher Lloyd's in this episode. He definitely murdered somebody." Well, and that's and that's also the funny part about the episode too. Everyone's in a fervor about Lizzo and Jack Black, but it, no one had a problem with with Christopher Lloyd being on the show. Like, oh, we, we love Doc Brown. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, guess what? I so, love Tenacious D, so Jack love, Black was fine yeah. with me, too. <laughs> people love Jack Black. People go nuts for Lizzo. I, I'll be honest. I'm not, like, a pop music person. I only know Lizzo. Neither am I, but I know who she is. I recognized her immediately, and I live basically under her rock. I was going to say, I, my rock is a little bit bigger than yours, I guess, because I had to look <laughs> it up. I was like, oh, it's that Lizzo person that I saw on Saturday Night Live a year ago. <laughs> no, I saw her, and I was like, oh, the internet's going to go crazy. <laughs> and they did. They did yeah. not disappoint. But I thought she was perfectly fine in the episode. She's perfectly lovely. She's very, she's a very yeah. likable person, seems like. And it, it turns, like, she's been posting a lot on on her socials about uh, uh, her father was the one who introduced her to Star Wars as a kid, and so it's a very special memory for her, like it is for That's most of awesome. us. Awesome, yeah. How great is that? So why are we hating? Star Wars fans, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Yeah. And hopefully, when they go back the next season in season four. They're evil. Like they've just gone complete 180, and now they, they're starting the First Order or whatever. Like They're all about the First Order on Rigel 15 or whatever the planet's called. I don't remember. Something well, 15. And, and, uh, and you know, Jack Black you know, it, it goes on like a bit of a roller coaster ride because he sort of gets like roasted a bit for being on The Mandalorian. And then like a week later, the Super Mario Brothers movie opens, crushes the box office, and there's talk of him getting nominated for like an Academy Award for Best Song for that Princess Peach song. <laughs> and I, I feel like he should get nominated for that uh, Bowser suit that he wore to the premiere. That thing was pretty rad. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I didn't see it. No, <laughs> I haven't seen the the Super Mario Brothers movie yet. No, I haven't seen that either. But both my brothers actually went to theaters and watched it. They have small children, though. <laughs> you don't. You have. That's dogs. the excuse. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just bring some kid. Be like, you kid, you're going. You won the lottery. You're going to see. Super Mario Brothers. Hey now. Hey yeah. now. <laughs> what other elements from the season should I get to? Um, okay, I mean, I guess we can go back. I think you and I might have joked about it passingly when we did the celebration re- recap about how Chapter 23 is titled The Spies, and I'm still not quite sure yeah, who the... the spies are in the episode. But it yeah. let the internet go crazy, thinking everyone was going to betray everybody. It was in terms oh. of the episode of Game of Thrones, apparently. <laughs> It's been a bad influence on the community. They're like, did you see the way that Bo-Katan looked at somebody and raised her head slightly? Evil. Evil. Yeah. Evil. They're dead. That's it's betrayal. It's happening. I mean, I, I, I saw the armor, axe woes, Bo, yeah, Bo yeah. Well, all the things were going to happen. For half a second when axe woes gets on the ship and is like, everybody get off. <laughs> I was like, well, you shouldn't do that. Don't trust him. I don't trust him right now, the way he said it. And nothing bad happened. He was a hero. I, I know. And I sort of had that moment, too. I was like, is someone going to betray somebody on this episode? And I, I paused, too. And I was like, oh, no, I guess it's not happening. And because because that's not really what this show is. And it never has yeah. been. <laughs> I think we like to – I think some shows have warped our brains. And we can't just accept sort of yes. – and, again, I don't always mean this looking in a for negative the twist. way. I don't mean this in a negative way, but the, the, the Mandalorian is sort of a simple, straightforward show. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we, I think we keep wanting to, to put like uh, our, our, our modern TV takes on all these on, on Star Wars. And that's not this isn't the show for that. No, it's, this Star Wars is more redemption arcs. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's space fantasy. It's fairy tales. It's, it's all that stuff in, 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 in one sense. You know, yeah. we're we're getting the depth and complexity of storytelling that we want from shows like Andor. The Mandalorian is not that show, and and I've accepted that. You know, as much as I want, like sort of like a Game of Thrones level show about the the courts uh, about the houses of Mandalore, it will never happen in my lifetime. I've accepted that, and I'm moving on with my life. 
Because, again, the Houses of the Mandalore, that could be an insane drama. But that's, be. that's not Star Wars. There's still hope for, like, a Bounty Hunter Guild TV show where you follow, like, five different Bounty Hunters around. You know, I'd love to see it if, if they considered would, would consider bringing back, you know, that, the, the, the Underworld show that they were planning to do, like, you know, th- what, 13-ish years ago now. It'd be intense. Has it been that long? <laughs> Man, it has been. Yeah, I'm going – so a little preview for, for the audience coming up. I, I'm working a little bit ahead, uh, and I'm rewatching the Clone Wars right now, you know, back in Season 5. And we're, we're to the big arc where, the, where Maul forms the Shadow Collective and invades Mandalore with them. Um, and I just watched the, the, the debut of the Pikes. Yeah. Who were being planted for that show so that they could use them in that Underworld show down the road. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm like, oh my god, it's so funny. I just saw the, the you know, I just, I just touched base with. The right, I just watched time. that episode because I, while watching the Mandalorian, I was like, I'm really enjoying Bo Katan. I'm just gonna watch every Clone Wars episode of Bo Katan, <laughs> and I did, and it was great. Yeah. And then you, you know, me, I got into like an Ahsoka wormhole, and I started watching every Ahsoka episode, and then I just ended up watching season, what's the last season? Six, seven? Seven. Seven. So I just watched all of season, season seven. It was great. Yeah. Good job, <laughs> buddy. Well done. Well done. So, yeah, I, again, I, if, if you want to quibble about about particular directions that, that, that Favreau chooses to take the characters in, you want to quibble about dialogue or, or various things, I, I guess you can. But, like, again, maybe I'm just a simple dude. Uh, I just enjoy the show. I think this is a – Freaking fun show! And it, like, um, my producer did have one good nitpick about the season. Okay, love to hear. Is it. the final fight with Moff Gideon? Okay, bring it. He shows up in Mandalorian armor, mm-hmm. and he he pointed out he's like, it felt like a Marvel movie to me, where the villain just gets the same outfit as the hero, and they're gonna have a big battle. It's like Iron Man one. The, yeah, or Iron Man two. <laughs> or Iron Man two. You're or Captain America. <laughs> Red Skull? Well, I mean, all right, but it, it's not like I mean, it's not, it's not like Red Skull shows up and is like, "Hey, by the way, now I'm a super soldier." He's, they, when he gets punched in the face <laughs> and he, the mask comes off, that's when you know he's a super soldier. It happens all the time in Marvel movies. I feel like that was set up pretty early on. The I'm, I'm not going to go down. Yeah, this of with course, you. it was. <laughs> I'm not going to go down. I don't know why you're nitpicking. Uh, abomination. I'm all right, nit- never moved on. <laughs> I'm nitpicking your nitpick. <laughs> I know. Like, he was he was done before, technically. <laughs> he was an early experiment. I mean, oh, yeah, man. technically Captain America's the cop. I mean, okay. <laughs> Don't I'm actually me. Let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm you know, I, I mentioned it on the show that again, another element of Moff Gideon that I do find interesting that I'm sure we'll never get an explanation of is his sort of like fascination slash fetishizing of Mandalorian culture. Oh, I get it. I would do it. Yeah, I mean, so it's sort of like I, yeah, I, I, you are the guy with a- access to Beskar. Yes, I, I have forty. Would you make? Would you make stuff out of that? <laughs> yes, I wouldn't be giving it to Brando Stormtroopers. That's for sure. No, I'd make like Wolverine claws. I'd be doing all kinds of things with it. I'd have suits inside of suits. I'd be like one of those Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> You'd never hurt me. <laughs> Again, and you know, I, I. Moff Gideon's return was, I, I, I think, a little anticlimactic, yeah. which I guess you could argue. Um, well, once they, they showed all the clones, I, I thought, 
oh, the original Moff Gideon is dead. This right. is just a clone, and now he'll just be a villain running. Because you're not really killing him. You're just killing a copy of him. Potentially. You I mean, never know if you're killing the real one, and I want that. I but now they did the Force thing. Maybe. Maybe those ones had the Force that they drowned. Maybe. I don't know. It didn't sound like he had been able to isolate that just yet. That They were still working on that. Because I feel like that's the re- that's what's holding up the resurrection of Palpatine. Because they don't have that quite figured out just yet. Do you think they're going to make it, make them go insane as well? I mean, I had a whole podcast about Heir to the Empire. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping. But... <laughs> I'm hoping too. I mean, they, they laid a lot of groundwork. Oh, for now sure. they can get those uh, Spengali cylinders all out and throw <laughs> yes, and fix the, everything. The Spengali cylinders, that's exactly what they were called. You, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> that like, land. You know what I'm talking I about. This is Spiarty cylinder, something like that. Yeah, I, there you I, go. I'm, I'm closer than you are, that's for sure. Sparty? It's Spiarty? a cloning tube, okay? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Patent pending Royal Imperial Navy. You know, I don't know if I want to go... Little 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 side tangent, but you know, you look at *Heir to the Empire*, written before there were prequels. Mm-hmm. Thron Timothy Zahn wasn't too far off on on that technology for for making clones. Nope, kind of close. You nailed it. Kind of nailed it. I mean, maybe he maybe he's working off of, off of like drafts that that Lucas had been putting together. I don't know for sure, but well, he did have conversations with Lucas, so maybe Lucas was like, "This is how." No, Lucas had no idea back then. I don't know what the hell <laughs> I'm talking about. He had no idea. That's <laughs> giving somebody way too much credit. Yeah, so, again, I really like this season. I'm, I'm looking at, at the episode uh, ratings on IMDb, and, and most people seem to really like them. The only one they really seem to hate on the biggest is, is obviously the Jack Black Lizzo episode. But the internet, again, can't stop its like outcry on everything. So it, it's... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. It's because they grew up with it. They grew up having Star Wars movies and television shows coming out of their ears. They didn't have to suffer, <laughs> walk to school in the snow. Well, so, so, so let me ask you this question, too, because another thing I saw a lot of, and I, I'm, I, know, I know your answer, but I just want to put it <laughs> out there for you. The other sure. thing that's, it was bandied about on the internet, like, oh, the Mandalorian's not special anymore. No one cares when it comes on, it, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel Not about true. that? Not true. Right. Not true. Nope. I was staying up every Tuesday night until for the clock to flip over. I would ban myself from the internet for 12 hours <laughs> until I got home. Yeah. I was pumped for this show to be on. I, I I don't want to be like angry old man, you know, shaking his fist at the clouds, but it's just like, yeah. what is happening? Like, why can't we just enjoy Star Wars? It's Star Wars. I, it's enjoyable. I know. It's so great. They're doing wonderful things on this on the series. The characters are fun. Yeah, you know, if I were in charge, which I'm not, I might do some things differently. But that's not my yeah. show, and I, I'm I'm here for the perfect. ride. <laughs> but no one's saying it's a perfect show, and it doesn't have to be the best thing on television. It just needs to be enjoyable, and all three seasons have been enjoyable. You've had your high moments. You've had your low moments. Yeah. And all the Star Wars shows, and I'm sure even Ahsoka that's coming out is going to have super high moments. Just because Thrawn's in it and Ahsoka, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and, you know, 
there, there's a lot of you can do a lot more with animation than you can with live action. Yeah. So, so in, in in a sense, Star Wars and Rebels and or I'm sorry, the Clone Wars and Rebels and and all the animated series can can convey that Star Wars feel, I think, a lot more easily sometimes than, than the limitations yes. the TV show has a budget for. Yeah. You know, but, I get, I get, I get it. Disney has all the money, but they're not going to give a show all the money. Yeah. It, it, but that's why they built that studio that the Mandalorian shoots in. Mm-hmm. So they could do more things, but then just the Mandalorian in it, right? Yeah, but wasn't I, that I, why they're like, "Well, we could do every Star Wars thing in this room." Well, I do, but I, I actually think they're stepping away from that a little bit. It felt like this season had more like actual sets and more practical effects, and they were kind of like out in environments a little bit more than they were in the previous seasons. Because I think, I don't know, I, I think there was some pushback. I think people, so I think there was enough of an internet like, "Hey, you're, you're relying on this too much." In mm-hmm. season two, so again, I don't know, but I, I, from what I could tell, this season was a little bit more seamless in its backgrounds because I think okay. they were using, you know, they built sets for Obi Wan, they built sets for other things, and they're uh, and or and or, and I think Boba Fett had some max for some practical sets, and they probably just yeah. repurposed and incorporated those to kind of give it more of a, a tactile feel than just relying on uh, the volume to produce those. Uh, grandiose kind of backgrounds they were using which again i still think look pretty damn solid yeah they're great yeah i mean but i'm also very biased because i love this show same even if it didn't end the way i wanted to this season with a a shot of grand admiral thrawn (laughs) turning around on the bridge so i could see his beautiful red eyes but you know i we we suffer through it's my birth to bear (laughs) yeah I don't know if I want to I'll, – I'll talk to you privately about what I thought sort of was like, ooh, I wonder if that will happen at the end. I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> just once, like, he – Gideon loses all the ships and stuff from Thrawn's fleet, which I'm calling a Thrawn's fleet. Oh, yeah. You know, we all know Why who's not? in charge. Yeah. I expected him to come back and be annoyed. <laughs> Now I, I gotta wait twelve weeks. You know, I love that shot though. Uh, in the in the final episode of the season, though, where where the, where the interceptors are taking off from the from the from the hangar, that is yeah. so cool looking, dude. Watching those Absolutely. interceptors launch is rad as heck. Did you not think it took them a long time to launch those ships? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Like they they start getting to the ships right when the the Mandalorian is captured. Mm-hmm. Well, Bo Katan we... has time to cut out a hole, save the rest of the, or you know, um, axe saves the rest of the Mandalorians, and then a fight happens, and then the ships take off. Well, again, but we don't know if the uh, captured Repu- uh, Imperial cruiser under the control of the Mandalorians is in a geosynchronous orbit with the landing party, right? Because that's that's very Star Trek. So they could be on the far side it of the is. planet. That's true. Okay. So it might take All right, some time. You, you fixed it for me. You Star Trek logic me into it. <laughs> I, accept, yes! I accept. I did it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Again, and I don't. Ugh, I feel like I'm. I'm I feel like this episode is taking on the, on the tone of like where I just want to yell at the internet. But the show is just. It's just. It, the show is what it is, and it's enjoyable if you let it be. Yeah. Just. Just let it be. I think the Beatles said it best. Let it be. I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> just if you just accept this show and and have fun with it, go on the adventure. And they reset it. You know they, they they sort of reset the series at the end. You know with Din throwing his feet up on the homestead, his his boy out in the yard playing with frogs, 
And now we're going to go on adventures with, with Grogu, more apprenticed. Uh, uh, kind of – apprentice isn't the word they use, is it? I forget what you Yeah, they, isn't it? But now they're going to go on adventures together, right? And, and Grogu has to be a part of all of it. Like he has to help start capturing He's bounties not. and being more plugged in and learning learning the way. I love it. He's going to start using blasters. He's going to get a little helmet. It's going to be adorable. Yeah. Now the, the one thing I do have to bring up that is – and again, if you listen to my episode, you know – my biggest quibble with the final episode of the season. The seeming end of the Darksaber. How'd you process the that? The armor is going to fix it. <laughs> I feel like it's fixable. Now, I, I, again, if memory serves, the Darksaber has a very specific kyber crystal, so maybe it's not like the world's easiest fix. Yeah. But it could be manageable, right? I even thought if, if that's going to happen to it or it's going to be melted down and added to, like, Bo's new armor... I think I, I actually. So I whoever wears that armor, or a, a burned down, reforged piece of it, will be leader of Mandalore instead. Yeah, it where it'll be called like the dark saber armor. It it seemed like the mythology around around the dark saber had had built up enough to the point where, uh, if that weapon was going to be destroyed, it sh- maybe should have had a bit more of a dramatic gravitas to it. So I, I think that was my biggest complaint about it, but again. As I said before, you know the Ahsoka trailer at the very end shows us uh, the the lightsaber droidsmith Wang is still around, mm-hmm. voiced by David Tennant. I think I'm saying his name wrong. I have to freshen my vocabulary up on that. But that's the lights. That's the droid who helps the younglings build lightsabers in the Clone Wars. So like, how did he live through sixty six? That's see. I mean, he's not a Jedi. Series. He's just a droid. People think droids are useless. They ignore droids. Droids blend into things. You think the five hundred first was ignoring? A drawer that makes lightsabers. I mean, maybe he was, um, you know, off on the uh, on a mission with the younglings. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, so he he could save some younglings. Maybe. Then that happened in like a Clone Wars or something. Didn't I see that? Well, I mean, there's a whole like a three parter episode with him and younglings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they yeah, get, yeah, they yeah, get yeah, into yeah. a whole thing with Hondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah, where's my Hondo show? <laughs> You know, you'd be dangerous if you listened to my podcast. You would know all these things. I know. I agree with it. I listen to your podcast. I'm just kidding. I can't retain information. Look at this attack. I come on here in good faith as a guest, and I get sneak attacked. True that. Trap. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think the thing that still kind of rankles me a little bit is, is sort of the, the demise of the, of the dark saber. But again, it's not unfixable. Yeah. But will they move forward with it? I don't know. And like you said, the idea of, of, of forging it into someone's armor, that's an interesting thought. I like that. Yeah, and then if that, that they just keep reforging it, passing it on to whoever accepts the the matrix of leadership. If you want to use uh, Transformers, get another weird thing thrown in here for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I, the, the future I did think it was anticlimactic to just have him smush it with his robot hand well i mean because like five minutes ago he was like give it to me i want it yes. so that I'm, i can be like i'm the ruler of mandalore again me yeah. well first like they're about to fight he's like if you just give it to me i'll kill you quick <laughs> yeah. what have you not been paying attention to what's been happening for six episodes man <laughs> like i know off you're not really plugged into what's going on but plugged in enough i guess is groku using the force to talk to the mythosaur at the end I know through the water. 
I think you know, it's funny that that's like the one thing I didn't talk a ton about at, on my season finale recap was was him in the water, and I, I do think he is. I do think he. I thought he was trying to pull it up at first with the force. I don't know if he's trying to do that, but I, I definitely think he's trying to say hello. He's like, "Hey, I know you're down there. What's up?" Yeah. Oh, you definitely. Yeah, you can feel. How you doing? I'm Grogu. <laughs> say hi to your mother. I want. Yeah. See, <laughs> he's Mark Wahlberg now. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg at the petting zoo. There you go. It's, you know, at some point next season, Groku's going to ride that mythosaur out of the water, and it's going to be incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, I. It, it is sort of interesting that we, that we didn't see more of a payoff with the mythosaur just yet. Especially because they, they reset the show so hard in, in, in favor of like, oh, well, here, Mandalore's been reclaimed, and all these things are happening, but Din and Grogu are over here doing this. So... Is there going to be a, a Bo-Katan series? Is that a thing? Could that happen? Please. Agreed. Agreed. I Did you like... not think uh, – getting to um, the other planet where they're like Mandalorians can stay and live here and be happy. Oh, and Navarro? Yeah. And Navarro. And they're there for what? Like a week. Seven hours? <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know what? That This place stinks. <laughs> Let's go take over Mandalore. Let's – so, <laughs> actually, that reminds me of something. <laughs> so, the, the episode where uh, Bo and Din help rescue Paz Vizsla's kid from those giant pterodactyl birdie creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then they bring them back as quote-unquote foundlings. And then they have the... They're, oh, they're never seen never again. Seen, never seen again. Or are they? Because when the, when the clans come together in, in the Spies episode, they're cooking something really big. Did they eat those oh, birds? No. Did they eat those birds? You don't eat foundlings. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I have not gotten an answer on this question. No one seems to know. <laughs> well, it's dark. <laughs> but I mean, if, I guess they're trying to say not all foundlings make it. <laughs> if you go back and watch it when 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 they're having like the meal together and like this like that awkward silence between the children of the watch and the quote unquote true Mandalorians. There's a giant something on a spit getting roasted. And I'm like, mm, what's that? <laughs> they killed another one. I'm sure there are other ones. Because, again, sort of like the way they were setting it up, you know, with them being families, you were like sort of wondering, like, is that going to pay off in the finale? Where like Grogu's going to ride one of those suckers into battle and do something cool. Yeah, like they did with the Rancor at the end of Boba Fett. Right. It's sort of what it was feeling like. <laughs> They're like, nope, we're just going to forget about him. Don't have a budget for that. Don't have the budget for that. Too expensive. Too expensive. <laughs> I don't just I again. There there were some things that I felt they were just setting up, and then they, they didn't go through with. And I don't know what the reasons were. If that was never in the story, and I just connected the dots in my mind that weren't there. I don't know. I mean, that could have been the case. I don't know. Uh, another element that I wanted to bring up with you is something that's circulating now across the the web and, and the news feeds and all these things about uh, a, a, a Tamira Morrison, aka Boba Fett. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and he was at a convention recently, and and someone asked him, was like, "Hey, why weren't you in season three of The Mandalorian?" And and uh, he seemed real upset that he wasn't, and he also seemed real upset that I don't know if he uses the word hijacked necessarily, but it feels like uh, he feels like uh, Din Djarin and Grogu sort of hijacked his show. How do you feel about that? I just want to say to him, like, careful, man, <laughs> like, careful. You're aging out of the character as is already. They could just replace you and be like, guess what? These are what clones look like now. <laughs> well, the, the, the quote is, 
Uh, well, that Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book. It was painful watching him turn up with some black new lethal sword. And the way he turned up in my book of Boba, he just destroyed everybody. I'm sure this guy is dot, 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 ah, uh, dot, 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 ruining my show. But I couldn't say anything. I'm not the writer, so I guess I have, I, or so, so I have to bear it, I guess. Okay. The way I read it was more tongue-in-cheek, like he's just goofing off. The way you just read it, I'm more like, oh, guess what? You're not Boba Fett anymore. It's so we're, we're well, gonna move on. That, and that's sort of the thing, right? Like, like tone is 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 important. I'm reading yeah. these articles. I'd like to see if the actual conversation is posted online somewhere, so I can I can hear the way hear he's his tone. It. Like, I, I took it more like tongue in cheek. Like, I okay. can't believe they put that guy into my show. Well, to be, I mean, and if that's if, again, if he's being tongue in cheek, that's that's one thing. That's completely different. If he's yeah, being if he's serious. serious and uh, there's a about problem. I mean, he did come into Din's show first and I hijacked two episodes. Yeah. Well, and one, awesome one, episodes. one full episode for sure. But they teased him. And they were awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I love Tamar Morrison in, in, in many regards. Yeah. And he, and he is Boba Fett. And I'm like the only guy who seems to want another book of Boba Fett series. Nope. But I, me too. Okay. So there's two of us at least. Yeah. <laughs> But so, but yeah, but so and he he does make reference to there being budget cuts over Disney, and maybe that yeah. had an effect and scripts on things change. And, and things changed and blah blah blah. And maybe that's why there's no news on if there's a season two of Book of Boba Fett or or not. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want yeah. this. I don't. I don't want this to be sour grapes. Is well, I guess you know what? I know what this is. This is classic misdirection. He's Commander Cody and Ahsoka, and he's trying to throw us off the scent. I figured you out, buddy. <laughs> Which rather seem as be back as Captain Rex? Come on, man. Okay, Rex too. Okay. He can be both, he you know. Both. He can be both. Two paychecks. See, I just gave you this, this dude so much money. <laughs> it, it it is yeah. I mean, I I would like to believe that he's he's it, it's like you said, tongue in cheek. He's he's kind of you know pulling and, his leg. Like if a he's bit. serious, that's really weird. To... Like, can you and McGregor be like, I can't believe this guy showed up in my show just being like, look, I'm a clone and I'm sick and I need money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get more more information or more context on the, on the uh, dialogue. Of, you know, I, I hope it's tongue-in-cheek. I, I sure hope it's so. It's a really bad look if it's not. I, I get upset when I find out that, that, that actors are – you know, not happy being a part of Star Wars. And again, everyone's experience on, on these, these shows and movies is very, very different. Yeah. And, and a lot of them, you know, obviously there's a lot of negative stuff in the sequel trilogy for a lot of those actors involved. And, and, and so I understand, and th- those are a lot more recent. So I understand that those are fresh wounds and they got to let that heal a little bit. But at some point, I'd love to see all them come back and, and, and yeah. reconnect with, I want, with the saga. Like, have I shit on people in the Star Wars? Absolutely. All the time. I'll do it forever. Doesn't mean I don't want them in the sh- the shows or the movies. I just want everything done my way, <laughs> and that's not how you the know, world like most works. fans and the internet is. We all want it done our own way, and it's never going to happen. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, again, and I don't know how much stock you can put in the rumors, but you know, it, now there now the rumors are are about that that John Boyega may come back to be Finn in that Disney Disney uh, uh, Daisy Ridley led. Star Wars film. Are they, returns as Rey. are they going to do anything with his character? Or is he also just going to be in the background? Well, I, I wonder if this is the movie that sort of like will help. 
I hope so. Give I hope. characters a better journey. It's all for I want. I want to know more about these characters than, than just them trying to inter, inter, interact with legacy characters. Right, right, right. Like they don't need to be walking around being like, "Where's Wedge Antilles? I need to talk to Wedge right now." True that. Yeah, that's a that's a whole. I was thing. trying to think of some character they hadn't talked to yet. <laughs> yeah, so you know, again, and it takes me back to Book of Boba Fett, which was. Perhaps maybe the beginning of a lot of people being less enamored with Star Wars on TV because because some, some people were, were sort of thrown off very by negative, that show. very negative of that show. Yeah, and 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 I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe maybe the Mandalorian when it, when it debuted when it debuted was like just the perfect timing. It was like the everything was in harmony and in sync, and we were ready for it. And now. We're just spoiled because we got Luke Skywalker destroying Dark yeah, Troopers. Yeah, I was and, like Luke Skywalker just showing yeah, up. Yeah, and now we can't we can't we can't handle not having that moment every time we watch the show. I, I don't know. I, I'm sort of trying to figure out what the, like the sort of zeitgeist of of the public is right now, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's we all love watching Luke Skywalker show up. It was awesome. We can't have it every every year. Yeah, it's, it's like we, we can't have just legacy characters showing up all the time. Once in a while, like every two years is fine. Yeah, it's it's, it's difficult, man. I, again, I love being a fan of, of, of Star Wars, and I will always hold it in high esteem because it means so very, very much to me. But I, I, I wonder if people just have it on, on like too high of a pedestal or something like that, where it's just like nothing anyone ever does will be good enough. And that, that, that makes me sad. <laughs> Makes me sad that they can't just enjoy yeah. the Star Wars that we get. It's just the embarrassment of riches, I guess, is that they can complain about this great stuff. And again, it, it is the internet, and it's probably not representative of every single person in the world. So we, we sure, you know, we're, we're the 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 feedback we're getting from the internet is, is probably skewed in a, in one direction versus what I what I get from when I talk to people in the real world. Most yeah. people in the real world. Really enjoyed this season. They, they, you know, they had a couple quibbles with some of the episodes, but they all enjoyed the way it ended. So, to me, that's like sort of the, the ultimate sign, right? That people are still invested and plugged in. Yeah, absolutely. I did want a post-credit thing, but I didn't get. Like, I just wanted to know where they might go for season four or something. But it was nice where they ended it. You're, you're... I, I liked the the forge thing mm-hmm. where they all finally yell for Mandalore. I was like, yeah. yes, <laughs> it was cool. I was and I was like, Pat Nizla should have really yelled that when he when he went out. It would have been incredible. It it would have been. It would have been. Well, you know, nothing's perfect, but that death was awesome. There were great fight sequences in the season too, particularly those last two episodes. Yeah. Really good combat stuff they did. Yeah, the the jetpack thing looks cool. Well, I don't know why the armorer fights with her sticks. Like, can they get her a blaster? <laughs> She's real good with them, but. Has she sworn off weapons? She only makes them. She doesn't use them. I don't know. Maybe it's just like her, her title. She's a pacifist or something. She does. She's like the equivalent of Thor. She just has hammers. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Again, the armor is a new concept. Like this isn't something we were familiar with from the Clone Wars or from Rebels or anything like that. I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure the first episode of the Mandalorian was the first time we've ever heard that. You know, the armor yeah. as like a station in, in Mandalorian culture. Um, which is interesting, and I'm, I'm glad they did it. I think it's a really neat thing to explore. It is. I don't even know where she fits in the hierarchy. I have no idea, but apparently of, of, of very high. high esteem, yeah. Yeah, very high. 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I guess the biggest thing I come out of this season with is, is just like, oh, I really want to know Bo-Katan's backstory. You know, that episode where we're in the Mines of Mandalore and she's talking about when she went to the waters and did the whole like ceremonial thing and like thought it was like a real like song and dance. And again, my brain has this other information in it that like, oh, what she's not saying is actually so much more important than what she's actually telling him because she's not talking about her sister who obviously didn't do any of these things. And the relationship yeah. that they may have had with their father, who obviously was of like the Mandalorian way and believed in the creed and all these things. Like, I want this story so badly. Can someone write a dang book already? Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, Get Karen Travis I on the phone. Let's do this. I, mean, I loved that Bo-Katan just spends most like looking, looking for her path mm-hmm. or to get back on the right. And I never thought she was in an honor, you know, out to double cross anybody. She's the one person I was like, no, nah. she's obviously looking for a direction. Yeah. As she is so aimless in her castle. Yeah. And, 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 and Din's like overwhelming belief sort of like rubbing off on her and helping her restore yeah. her faith. And then her seeing the mythosaur. I mean, that's pretty rad. That's great stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. It's really cool. And then you see the path that character stays on for the rest of the season. Again, I, th- I think people are, are, unfairly knocking the show. I think if people sat down and watched it now, knowing where it ends, I think it lines up a lot better than maybe they thought. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's watch The Mandalorian again. I got no problem yeah. with that. Let's do it. I'm, let's do it right now. I'm in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never used that that party watch on Disney+, Plus, but we should figure out how to do it and watch the show together. <laughs> we, uh, My brothers and I, we've watched a couple things together. Not, not on like that the app like that there's another like website that my brother rob knows because he's the king of the site. internet yeah he's an it yeah. guy yeah he's he's you know he's good at that stuff and he's like let's watch so we, we've watched like an american gladiators episode together <laughs> he goes why not uh, we did a commentary track for our podcast was it with blazer we, and laser <laughs> it was the it was the very first episode of american gladiators and you can tell like the people they put in the stands don't know what they're watching. They don't understand. <laughs> it is a very nostalgic experience. I, I, could, I can, hey, Star Wars is a very nostalgic experience too. So I get it. I understand. You tell me if they put you in like one of those uh, hamster balls and tried to get you to run a, over the, the air tube, you wouldn't do it? You know, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that one anymore. I'm not sure I could do it. I, I, I'm sort of claustrophobic oh, I'd, I'd now. Die. Yeah, I'm kind of claustrophobic right now. I don't. I don't like tights. Oh, really? Uh, it's not my, my my comfort zone. I might be claustrophobic. I never get into any confined spaces. Yeah, it's it's. I I I'm sort of trying to. I I have not put myself in a position to determine whether it's claustrophobia or agoraphobia that I have, but it's one of them. <laughs> I'm not You're, I'm not great in crowds anymore. Yeah, I'm not great in yeah. big crowds anymore. I'm a, I'm sort of a mess at concerts. <laughs> and then yeah. I uh, but but being trapped in something like I don't even know if I want to go into a closet anymore because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then again, my closet, like a million Star Wars toys could fall on my head and kill me. So that's probably why I avoid. Yeah, but what a way to go! You get a Lobot to the eye. You get a Lobot. Like, darn it, Lobot again. Yeah, and then Ryan's kids can like take all take all the things off my body and keep up the toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. They Everyone's happy up. except for me. Uh, that's <laughs> <who's> right. <dead. laughs> and Lobot's in my eye socket. Yeah, but you get to be buried with Lobot. One day I'll tell you about my my pitch for a Lobot show. I'll tell you all about it. It's so good. Like the next show they should do is the young Boba Fett adventure, like young Indiana Jones style, where it's a young 
Boba Fett doing bounty hunter stuff too. No, you know what? They're the... never gonna do it because they just did a bounty hunter show with Mandalorians. <laughs> but you do a Lobot show, right? Like a character. It, yes, they've come up with a backstory for him. Blah blah blah. But he's a character that, that the general public doesn't know anything about. And you can just go crazy. <laughs> you can go crazy. You can get nuts. I got ideas. <laughs> he's not just a butler with a headband. <laughs> no, sir. Oh, he's so much more in my in my yeah, mind. Let's... Didn't they explain what it was in one of the books? Uh, in the comics, they sort of dove, dove into it. It's like a, he's like a tactical computer almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Let's not. <laughs> I mean, we're going down a Lobot. <laughs> Wait, who's going down on Lobot? <laughs> no, no. This is a clean it I up. I haven't Reagan. sworn at all this podcast. I'm doing good. Stop trying to. You see him leading the witness right there. He's like, let's start talking about dirty stuff. <laughs> this is an E podcast, E for everybody. I was waiting for the that's what she said moment. Uh, <laughs> who knew there were so many in Star Wars? Great clip on the internet circling, by the way. Get those Instagram reels going, people. There's a good one. Star Wars, and that's what she said jokes. Works out great. <laughs> Lines up perfectly. I, I, Reagan, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Uh, you, you, what do you want to say about the Mandalorian that maybe, maybe I didn't get to? Did we hit everything that you wanted to sound off about? We hit everything. I love it. Please keep making it. Please keep making it. That is my bottom Don't line. take it off my Disney Plus. No, sir. More Star Wars on Disney Plus, please. Keep and making back Star in the Wars. Jeez. You know, talk about Gilroy guy into making other shows, too. Because <sighs> I think he's leaving after. See, like I know season two of Andor is the last. Mm-hmm. So I think he's done in the sandbox after that, but uh, give him the all the monies. Yeah, give give him some his monies. I say like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, make up your own story. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I again, I don't understand. I'm not a business guy. I don't understand the business model of of Disney Plus and the way Disney does things. It sounds like there's a lot of uh, of reshuffling of finances happening right now that that's affecting the content that'll be available on Disney Plus. That's affecting what's going to be in the theaters. Obviously, they're trying to shift back to people going to the theaters and spending, you know, $20, $30, $40 to take them and their fa- their families to the theaters. But yeah, I, that's 40 once a year. But I'm not... 15 a month. Well, again, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that maybe that time has passed, that, that COVID broke the movie mm-hmm. theater business. Not for Star Wars. Again, I think Star Wars in, in the cinemas is great, but to, to make that be... What you're banking your financial year on, I think, is a tough ask right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's what I feel it should be is you should have three to six shows that come on every you know every other year. So you rotate between three different shows, and those shows build to a movie. Mm-hmm. And then the big set piece, and then you start new shows building to another movie. I love that idea. I think that's great. Yeah, and that way you're you're still getting the fifteen bucks from everybody a month, and they're getting all you know this rotating content, and then they go drop forty dollars a pop to go watch the big movie that has all these TV people in it. Yeah, and closes and the story out. You yeah. just you just start it over again. <laughs> it's not a bad system. I don't know Disney, call me. We'll work on it. No, you know it's it's funny you said that because I mean that that's. I think that's sort of like the, the, the model that I, I envisioned Marvel using when they started doing Right, Marvel should shows. also be doing that as well. But their shows went absolutely nowhere <laughs> as far as connecting to the larger cinematic universe. It's like, okay, you're just kind of sort of padding things here a little bit. But 
you know, you know, we know we know Filoni's got the movie coming up that's going to play off all the things that are set up in the Mandalorian. So like maybe this is the the format moving forward. Again, I love Star Wars in the in the theaters. Like I'm I'm game for it. But oh, Christmas time. Christmas time Star Wars movies, please. Yeah, you prefer that? I do. I'd like to go back to the old like May release calendar. May's very crowded. Christmas time, <laughs> Star Wars. It's kind of all by itself, and like whatever, like three random Christmas movies are playing. All right, listen. I... It, it became a very nice holiday tradition for the wife and I to go see a Star Wars movie around Christmas. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get real grumpy old man with you here for a second. All right, <laughs> you put movies out at Christmas time, and I'm less inclined to want to go because there's just way too many kids around. <laughs> I, <laughs> you put it out on May. I go in the I go Wednesday. They're still in school. You could, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go. You just got to go at weird times when they're a sleeping. So go to like a 10 a.m. movie like I do. They can't. They don't do that anymore. Maybe they will for Star Wars. It's Star Wars. All the, all the movie theaters open later now, and I can't do my 10 a.m. shows like I used to. Are they still like cheaper or are they just all expensive movies all the time now? Uh, there's still a handful of theaters that do like the matinee pricing, which is great. Okay. But but yeah, I mean, a lot of theaters don't have their first show till like 2 o'clock in the afternoon now. And I'm like, what the heck is that? That does me no good. And I haven't seen a movie since Ant Man, and I won't see a movie till Guardians Three. By uh, by by two o'clock, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm on my days off. Not not every day, people. <laughs> by, but by two o'clock on my days off, I'm a uh, quote unquote in my cups at that point. So I, I'm not leaving the house. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you were going to I'm napping. I'd be like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, depending on how many cups I've had, it could be. It could be. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I I feel like, I feel like it's turned into like Tom being a grumpy, grumpy old man. But stop, okay. stop hitting somebody... Star Wars people! I shake my fist at you. I know. I was like, somebody came at something you love and it upsets you. I get it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have you. Like, I got a little project. Where I'm gonna text you about later, but we're gonna have you back on very soon because I got an idea for something All coming right. up. And it's May the Fourth coming up, so maybe we'll figure oh, something out for, for two. Uh, unless your podcast is going to keep you busy on May the 4th. Uh, we're actually uh, taking a break from Star Wars this year. On May the 4th. We we thought about doing a Star Trek movie. We're not even doing that. Because we got busy with other stuff. I like to hear that. I mean, that means you're free for me. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, I'll tell you off air what we got May the 4th. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. Lovely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, again, Reagan, plug the podcast. Give them all the all the socials they need. Uh, you can follow us at CoesGPod on Instagram and Twitter or CoesGPod.com. We just dropped Bull Durham at the time you're hearing this. It's baseball season. Last week we dropped a little small film many people haven't watched called Army of Darkness. Hey starring Bruce Campbell himself. Hey, now. Yeah, so we've been having a great time with the podcast. Bull Durham may be one of my my that's not Star Wars connected, obviously. Maybe yeah. like one of my most quoted movies. I, I drop quotes from that movie nonstop. I've been walking around my work and just being like lollygaggers. <laughs> <laughs> no one has any idea what I'm talking about because I don't explain it. But everyone you know, they lollygagged at first. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great flick. If you like baseball, that's the movie to watch. Yeah. Not gonna go down the rabbit hole with you. I'll share those later. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan, thanks for hanging out, bud. You oh, like the Mandalorian. Time. I like the Mandalorian. We want more of the Mandalorian, and we're here for it. We're gonna support it all day, every day. 
buckets on nonstop. Like, I mean, I'm surprised you took it up for this conversation. The, the truth time real quick. Yeah. I've priced out like 45 different Star Wars helmets that I'm going to start buying. Yeah, you have. Oh, my. Get they're so expensive. Oh. Uh, your wife but they're gonna, so happy. They're, well, no, she's going to be the one buying them for me for every birthday, every Christmas. All I'm going to get are helmets. But they got to be able to fit on my big head. Because if I can't wear the helmet, I don't want it. <laughs> All right, my friend. We will talk more later. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, bud. Uh, thanks for having me. Aboosh. There you go. There you have it. That is our wrap up of season three of The Mandalorian. I, th- I think. And again, I apologize. I, I really didn't want to come across as, as as Tom as a grumpy old man yelling at the internet. That's that's not the way to live life. But I, I sort of got a t- I've gotten a tad frustrated with the sort of vitriol directed at the show over the over the course of the season, like. I, I very much enjoy the season. Yeah, sure. Like, there's some beats that like, I would have handled differently, but I'm not in charge. It's not my story. It's not my show. Favreau is the guy in charge. Uh, would the show benefit from having like a, a you know a couple other voices in the writers' room? Maybe. But again, again, like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, I'm not privy to that. I'm just here to look, talk about the product, and I liked the product quite a bit. I liked the season a lot. Was it as good as season two? No, probably not in the grand scheme of things. But again, we here at Buckethead Nation, we're here for Mandalore. We are here to see our Mandalorian heroes take back their planet in this season. This season delivers the goods for all of us who are invested in the Mandalorian people, the Mandalorian culture, their society, their way of life. And I think this season delivers the goods. So with that being said, (laughs) we're going to wrap it up. Excuse me. And I want to make sure you guys all have the social medias once again. Uh, we are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Reach out to us at email, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. I am Tom, Nargai Tom, and I appreciate your support of this small independent Star Wars podcast. It means the world to me. Buckethead Nation is uh, – we are sturdy we are dependable. We are reliable people, much like the Mandalorians themselves, because that's kind of what we're modeled after. That's how we do things. So uh, keep that in mind. And again, I implore you, you have friends out there, and maybe they're not as invested in Star Wars as you are. And maybe they're, they're, maybe they're reading the internet, and they're saying, hey, what's up with the Mandalorian this season? I heard it wasn't that good. Let them know. Be honest with them. If you, if you agree with them, you can, you can support that. But if you were a fan of the season, let them know why you enjoyed it. And, 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 and give them the information so that they can enjoy it in the same way that you did. Present them with like, hey, man, listen, this is what happened in this thing, and now they're deliver- delivering the goods right now, and it works. And enjoy the action. Again, I didn't get into it Reagan necessarily, but I watched those last two episodes again. When, when, they're, when the Mandos are engaging in the combat with the Super Commandos, the way the Mandos choose their shots – the way they pick their shots, they're avoiding the Besker armor of the Super Commandos, whether it's the back of the neck or under the chin. It's, 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 the action is so well executed and so well thought out and choreographed. Brilliant stuff, and I implore you all to watch it. Uh, that being said, next week we kick off our return to Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Series, and we are neck deep in Season 5, and Maul, Savage, the formation of the Shadow Collective, Death Watch, 
the, 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 the taking of Mandalore and the dawn of the next Mandalorian Civil War. So stay tuned. Be here for those. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be intense. And I'm so, so glad you're all here. All right, Buckethead Nation. You take care of yourselves. Be great Star Wars fans and be great Star Wars fans to each other. This podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.